Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon. Welcome to another episode of Laugh Long and Prosper. Shelf help with a dash of humor. I believe that humor is one of our best coping mechanisms, especially when we're facing stress and unknown times like COVID as we're slowly making our way to the end of the tunnel. Today is Monday. That means it's time for just another Mindful Monday. And on the podcast with me today is Andy Cleghorn from FullCircleATC.com. ATC stands for Art Therapy Center. Again, that is FullCircleATC.com. Full Circle, the Art Therapy Center, there is a Toronto-based art therapy clinic located in the Danforth community. Their mission is to provide a safe space for people in need of mental health support by helping them heal through uh, creativity. Uh, Andy is a registered psychotherapist and uh, just so many things I want to talk about. But Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, the first time I actually uh, heard of you uh, was through a friend, Denny Grignaw, who a uh, writer, fellow comedian, who uh, contributed to the Toronto Star, wrote an amazing article about uh, something that's been going on in Toronto that I was not uh, fully aware of. So I'm glad that Denny brought that to uh, brought that to the forefront. I've certainly seen it. These things called uh, rock snakes. There's one here in uh, in Toronto in the beaches, and these rock snakes or rock worms are basically uh well the one here in toronto uh just off of uh off of the beaches there it's made up of eight thousand rocks that kids have put together and they get very uh they get very um uh, defensive about calling it a rock snake or a rock worm but you might have seen them around town toronto bowmanville lindsay all claim to have their own rock snakes and rock worms and Andy, I really liked what you said about why these rock worms or rock snakes make people feel good during COVID. So maybe you can describe to us what the rock snakes, rock works, uh, rock worms are and why they work so well. Okay. Well, I have to admit that I have not physically seen the particular rock worms <laughs> snakes. And I know that there was one child who was participating in one of them who said, it's definitely not a snake, it's a worm. So I like the sort of pride of ownership there. It's great. Um, but I have been on many, many, many hikes with my dogs in the last year and a half through COVID. And um, we have seen rocks and things in the woods. And this is just an exponentially larger project that started by these little kids who really just wanted to share a message of hope and positivity when there's so much gloom and doom. And um, I know that just from seeing the odd little rock in the forest that has a heart or a, you got this or mm -hmm. just something kind, it's, um, it's, it's sort of a sudden little burst in our brain of stress reduce, like stress reduction. And the one here in the, the beaches, I guess he even has a name. His name is Rocky. And I am impressed with these rocks, these uh, little stones that are probably like each about the size of your hand with mm -hmm. either, like you said, you know, a ladybug on it or a message, keep on going, uh, we got this. Uh, but, you know, just those bursts of beautiful colors, beautiful messages. 
And uh, again, Rocky is about 600 meters long. He's about 8,000 rocks of positive messages and encouragement. And yeah, it's just each time is just a moment to uh, to be grateful for. So kudos to creativity once again for pulling us through, pulling us through COVID. And and I loved what you exactly. said that it's just a constant reminder. Looking at these, uh, looking at these rock snakes, looking at these rock worms. Now you said that. Um, explain to us art therapy and psychotherapy, because I've always believed in creativity as being a way of getting us through our anxieties, i.e. COVID. So can you explain to us uh, what art therapy and psychotherapy, how they're related? Well, in terms of doing art therapy, um, there's art as therapy, which is just doing drawings that may help you calm down, etc. And then art therapy is um, often led by directives, but it's to help someone who has, if you've got a really busy mind and you've got traumatic memories and you've got daily stressors and you've got different things going on it's really you can't focus on all those things at once it's too much and when we start to draw it really helps us focus on one thing at a time which is a source of mindfulness or part mm -hmm. of mindfulness mm -hmm. and so, you know a picture basically says 10,000 words I don't know what the actual saying was but um, you know it can help make sense of the inner and outer chaos basically that's going on in our life and it helps me as a as an art therapist be able to ask questions and then, you know, refer into my sort of handbook of psychoeducational tools for clients who are suffering with anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and all sorts of things. So instead of just using the verbal vocabulary that, especially in times of stress, we are limited to, or basically limited in terms of our ability to get there and use the words we want to, uh, it can really help them just put an image down. And it by no means means that someone has to have something that's aesthetically pleasing or perfect or anything like that. It's literally the image and what it conjures up in your um, memory and what it conjures up in your imagination and um, thinking of ways you can help yourself uh, work through whatever this image is that sticks with you. Now, how did you, how did you uh, come at this? Were you studying art and then you went, wait a second, there's something to be said about art and, uh, and, and psychotherapy, or were you studying mm -hmm. psychotherapy and you went, wait a second, this is something that enough people aren't looking at. Well, I actually, I, my undergrad was in um, fine arts and I loved it, but I knew that, uh, and this is where it's sort of an oxymoron because I knew I wasn't going to make it as an artist because I'm not very talented <laughs> and but I always knew that it made me feel good my grandfather mm. was an artist I mm. loved the process of doing it and after university while I was gallivanting around and working and traveling um, I found myself in Nepal and that was a massive eye-opening experience for me and I just saw these kids in rainstorms and bare feet and absolutely nothing to their name and you know maybe just squatting down and going to the bathroom or just not understanding that there's dirt all over them at all they didn't care and there was a really fundamental sense of peace and i sort of thought well there there's a happiness there right and it's what is it that makes us tick and at that point i had only studied you know a little bit you know psychology 101 and i remember saying to my folks uh <laughs> you know from some 
phone booth. Uh, I think I'd like to stay here and understand more about the psychology and whatnot. My dad basically said, first of all, yeah, you're not qualified. And <laughs> secondly, well, um, you know, we've got a lot of different individuals, uh, if you do get qualified, who who have similar situations here in Canada. So that, uh, that being said, um, flash forward several years, um, I ended up, uh, instead of doing a social work degree or doing a master's in psychology, I completely by fluke found out about art therapy and thought, oh my gosh, I can mix the two things that I'm so fascinated with. And are most of your, uh, are most of your clients, because it's art, and I would assume that adolescents, uh, kids are more open to this than adults, but is it 50-50 in terms of your clients or do you find that it does lean more towards uh, kids and say teenagers? It is, it is not age dependent whatsoever. Um, it's different when you're working with little kids versus teenagers versus adults versus older people. I literally have clients ranging from six years old to 60 years old. And what kind of art do you do with them? Does it does it depend on the the stressor, or does it depend on the individual, or do you have sort of ten go tos in terms of creativity, and you go through each one until you find something that that sparks? So I tend to do as you do in any regular um, verbal psychotherapy session. You start off with a check in, finding out where the person's at. I already know their their health history and the things that have been chronic issues. And so by how they check in and what they pinpoint as to, for example, someone waking up and having their mind all over the place of they're retired, they've lost a spouse, they've lost other people in the world, and they're stuck inside alone for months on end. And it's that big, big list of what could I do today that um, then actually instead of making them go ahead and follow through with things, it sort of really shuts them down. And they go, ah, oh, I can't do any of this. And so when I sort of find out that the person is stuck because they're overthinking, well then, all right, let's just, just draw all those thoughts that are like interrupting, you know, even your ability to be able to make yourself a coffee. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so for instance, that person that gardening, looking after something, fixing something, writing a letter, getting in touch with relatives overseas, all these different things, you can't do all of those at once. And that's why her body on a daily basis just says, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do anything. And then her, she goes into a negative cycle. Mm -hmm. And so by getting them to put all those sort of out of control thoughts on paper going, oh my God, look at them all. Okay, choose one. Maybe you can work on that for a, a tiny bit today. And it really just, you know, in terms of like when you, when you're grounding in mindfulness, you have to focus on one thing at a time and our mind wanders and that's completely normal. So this kind of allowed her mind to wander, but not go to that next step of then beating herself up for not being able to do all of the things that her mind was thinking of before she even got out of bed. So would this person be working on a painting? Would they be working on a drawing? Would they it can be a drawing. It can be literally um, words. You know, if you, that person didn't want to do any art work per se that day mm -hmm. and um, it came out more in words and images and then each of those little images and words relate to a whole thought process 
that was crippling her. I'm on the phone right now with Andy Cleghorn. Andy is a registered psychotherapist and she uh, uh, works with uh, mainly, mainly with children and adolescents who have uh, endured traumatic events and or suffer from a variety of mental health issues such as ADHD, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, uh, and other forms of self-harm. And she is using creativity to get them to, to stop those images, to stop those words, to stop those thoughts. And art therapy is, uh, is, is phenomenal as we saw with, you know, as we saw with these, uh, the worms, the snakes, the rock mm -hmm. worms, the rock snakes, it's just a moment to go stop, stop thinking look how beautiful this is do they when they do their artwork with you uh so let's say it's painting does it have to pertain to the problem they're going through or could they be painting something completely different it can be either and so in terms of the if they're drawing something specific to an incident um then that's not necessarily they're not stopping they're actually engaging in us in in going back to a scary moment um, so it's, it's stopping and it's also starting, uh, because the, the image and the subsequent psychotherapy work that goes with it helps one through processing these ongoing images slash messages and experiences, if that makes any sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's incredible. And you know, uh, you know, we've chatted, uh, we've chatted earlier about the power of humor. We've talked about, you know, humor being one of those creative tools that people are using as a go-to. And yes, yeah, sometimes mm -hmm. that humor gets dark, but I always remember Stephen King saying, you know, humor and uh, fear are very closely related in our brain. And That's when we sure. feel fearful, it's actually humor that helps us make fun of it to, 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 to laugh at it or use that dark sense of humor to get through it, right? So, uh, you know, humor is definitely part of that, uh, the, uh, part, definitely a page in the book of art therapy. Listen, I'm going to keep Andy Cleghorn, uh, uh, we're going to be chatting next week specifically about laughter, specifically about humor and how that is used, the creative process from humor and comedy is used to heal um but before i let you go uh andy before i give your uh, contact info anymore is there anything else you want to add about art therapy psychotherapy anxiety okay well starting off the anxiety is the imagination really on hyperdrive um imagining a future that hasn't happened yet but you're so concerned with it worried about it dreading it anticipating and all of these things are in overdrive right now, um, especially just with things like going to the grocery store and, and getting what I call arrow angst and not <laughs> knowing which aisle to go up or down and having to turn your cart around. And all these things just cause um, extra stress and stress hormones like cortisol. Mm -hmm. And laughter literally reduces uh, stress hormones and your, it re increases your immune system. And there literally is a physiological study of laughter called gelatology. And that is my new favorite word because I did not know that there was the study of laughter in a scientific way. 
And um, yeah, I would encourage anyone who wants to become an ist in the future, geologist, gynecologist, geolitologist sounds like a great endeavor. <laughs> Absolutely. Andy Cleghorn, she's a registered psychotherapist and uh, she is phenomenal. You can go to, uh, uh, you can go and check her out. She's got a, a wonderful website at affordabletherapynetwork.com, affordabletherapynetwork.com. But Andy also uh, works at the Art Therapy Center. And if you want to reach her there, if you want to make an appointment, just go to fullcircleatc.com. ATC stands for Art Therapy Center. Center. Again, that's fullcircleatc.com. Andy, thank you so much for joining me. You're so welcome. It's wonderful to, uh, to be able to be here virtually. <laughs> for sure. And, you know, virtually, by the way, uh, Andy works off of the Danforth, but she's also, well, specifically working virtually now, like all of us, uh, because of COVID. And let's hope that COVID wraps up in the near future. But in the mm -hmm. meantime, you can work uh, virtually with Andy. I'd also like to give a, a, a major shout out to my friend as well, Danny Grignon, uh, who recently posted in an article in the Toronto Star. If you want to know more about Rocky the Rockworm or the Rock Snake, if you want to know about those rock snakes in Toronto, Bowmanville, and Lindsay, you can uh, Google Denny Grigna and Toronto Star. It's a terrific article. And if you'd like to catch up on any of our Laugh Long and Prosper episodes, check me out at Judy Croon on Spotify and or SoundCloud, or you can go to my website, judycroon.com. Until next time, laugh long and prosper. <laughs>